edition of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where in this probably short episode, we're going to pay some tribute to one of our favorites from Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And as you know, as we were told on May 14th, 2021, New Jack passed away from a heart attack. And Doc and I are here to pay some tribute to some uh, good memories he certainly gave us during the Smoky Mountain run. Doc, let me welcome you in. How you doing, Padna? Uh, well, you know, I, this is a, seems like a good opportunity to break my recent run of sober, uh, BTT appearances for, for your boy here. I figure if we're going to eulogize, uh, Jerome Young, might as well have a beer or two while we do it. Um, man, you know, I mean, 58 is too young, but I gotta think he, he, uh, Lived a, a pretty full 58 years. What do you think? A lot of hard miles on them, on those 58 years, man. You know that for a fact. I mean, I don't think we're saying anything people would disagree with. Uh, there was some hard miles put on that, on that body in those 58 years. You know, I, I thought about this, like, when we were texting last night, just New Jack in general. And, I mean, in a business where we all look at it and go... You know, we never use the term fake, but we know it's a work and this guy's working and that guy's working. Man, New Jack's one of those guys where you don't know where the work starts and ends. I mean, he just seems real all the time. I don't know how else to say it. That's my he's feeling either, on him. He's either a shoot or he's the one of the best workers of all time. I totally agree. Just when you look at how many, him. how many, I, I was scrolling through Twitter last night and I don't know how many people were like, I was around him a couple of times at the hotel bar or whatever. And it, I, he was always just scary. That's what I'm saying. Like there's so many people you talk to and they, they, they tell the stories of them and, you know, and then some of them, some of them will tell you, you know, we saw the light side of them too, but that's kind of rare. And I think back to what the dark side of the ring guys said about him. They were like, you know, when we called them, we were like, uh, Mr. Jack, uh, Mr. New Jack, because you know, they weren't calling by his name. And he's like, yeah, all right, meet you where? All right, we're going to be where to do this? All right, cool. And he just hangs up on him. It's like, you just, you never know with him where the work started and end. And that's a tribute to, a hell of a character. I mean, look, well, he was, he was, he was batshit crazy. I want to make that point. He, he, I don't have a doubt that he was batshit crazy. I think he was nuts. I think he was out of his mind. I think he did a lot of bad stuff in his life. But I'm here to talk about New Jack, the performer and wrestler. And he was he was a badass, man. Well, and here's the thing. If Corny shoots on you and it's real, okay, you get cursed out. If new jack shoots on you you might get thrown off of a scaffold of tables and shit that's still amazing to this day man that vic grimes would be dead if he doesn't hit those ropes perfectly when he threw him off the scaffold 
Um, I don't know, Doc. You know, we obviously we watched him in ECW, and to me, he's really two different characters from ECW and Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I think he was he was a lot different in Smoky versus ECW. What do you think? Oh, I agree, and and <clears throat> it probably won't surprise me. You just knocked your Ethernet cord I out mean, again. No, you were, you were breaking up. You said it probably wouldn't surprise, and then you cut out. Oh well, I didn't, I'm I'm sitting perfectly still to keep this Ethernet cord in, but <laughs> I I prefer the 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 smoky version just because there <laughs> that's a road game, bruh. They're in hostile territory pulling that gimmick. I'll tell you off and, here because I'm, I'm not giving this a free plug on our show. There was a there was a certain podcast I heard today where the two podcasters were talking about the life and times of New Jack. And one of the podcasters said he didn't agree with Corny bringing them into Smokey, them being the gangsters. And he believed that uh, business was up. He said business was up before they came in. And he thinks they were part, they were the reason for the demise of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And I just shook my head. Because well, they they were gone by like April, I think, of 95. Here's the thing. There there could be something to that. But that I just tells know. you that, that, that Cletus can't handle anything. Rough, tough yeah, Cletus yeah. can, rough, tough <laughs> Cletus can live in extreme poverty their whole lives, but a little more melanin in the skin really fucks them up. Because they well, were they were they were privy to watching a force of nature healing out in a sport they said they loved until it got too real for them, and then they had to leave. In fairness, so, Cornette did tell us when he was on the first time he was on with us that he, they got too much heat because. You know, they, they they literally he I, Cornette's words were something to the effect of they got so much heat the people wouldn't come they wouldn't they wouldn't come to right. the shows he said he said uh, his exact words were we did good in the big towns you know the Knoxville's and in places like that but he where some like, where at least a sliver of the population had made it through twelve grades you know <laughs> well his, his point like he said in the big towns it worked he was like but when they went to all these little towns in the mountains it just the people wouldn't come. They, they, it was. Too, he, he said it. I don't think he said there was too much heat, but he was like, he said it was just too much. They, they, they wouldn't show up. And that's crazy when you think about it, because that's some rat. The fans in those towns and all those areas. I mean, they loved them some wrestling, and they were just like, oh no, you've got them here. We're not coming. I'm sorry, right. I ain't coming. I, ain't, you got them damn gangsters in the territory. I ain't coming to the show. Someone call Karen. Where's Karen? Get Karen to call the TV station and tell her we ain't coming. We ain't going to the wrestling as long as these gangsters are showing up in our towns. That's some bullshit. But it, that's what happened. Cer- certainly doesn't seem like a superior race to go run and hide in their, <laughs> in their half-bedroom shack, but that's neither here nor there. Um, uh... You know, and so th- there is a difference between the two. Um, what, what, what was the same though, is how forceful of a performer he was. I mean, he's kind of, I'll I, I be careful here in a sense, not see if, see if this is a, is a, is an apt comparison. 
he's kind of like a black Michael Hayes. But he's not as good of a worker as Hayes. You got to explain what you mean by that. When you say that, how how do you think he's a he's a black Michael Hayes? Just the charisma, the 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 um, the flamboyance, the ability to draw eyes on them. Very similar in in their just force of nature. I mean, when New Jack showed up, you were drawn to it on the camera. Now, I see what you mean by charismatic. Yeah. Now the, the difference is Hayes used that char- charisma to get Gordy and Buddy over more than New Jack used it to get Mustafa over. And when they came into world class, Hayes, Roberts, Gordy, they weren't using a, the racial element uh, to draw heat. I mean, it was just you know they were the filth, the binary. No, I don't mean the racial shit. side. I just mean the. People say Hayes couldn't work. Well, I think Hayes is a better worker than New Jack, and I think Hayes is a little bit underrated in that regard. But the the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, who is this guy coming in and yelling about our favorite sons and being this loud and crazy and doing these things and running down Texas? I mean, the only thing different in that regard from Michael Hayes and New Jack was the color of their skin. Somewhat. I'm not okay. I'm not 100 on board with you. Now but, here, here's here's the thing. I got I I don't think New Jack had to bring a bucket of instruments implements out to the ring to get over. I certainly don't think he had to jump off of different floors of the arena to get over. And I'm afraid a lot of that shit's why we're doing this show today. Yeah, I think so. Um. And that I'm glad you brought that up because I mean I feel like he did a you know it's our one of our favorite lines he did a lot more work than this job requires. Well, in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, he didn't. I mean that's the thing. If you've only seen ECW New Jack, you've you've not seen the New Jack that was cutting promos and having I'll call it decent wrestling matches. I don't want to say they were passable. You know, How about that? They were fine. I mean, he worked with Ricky and Robert and uh, with the rock and roll. They they had good matches. I mean, they weren't like, you know, I, I'm not one of those five-star, six-star people, so I'm not going to grade it like that. They were fine. Um, the promos are what did it. So, like, but my point is, he actually had matches in Smokey. He was just cutting vicious, violent, racial-driven promos in Smoky Mountain. ECW was a whole ball of wax. He didn't cut those racial, you know, <laughs> just despicable promos against white folks in ECW. At least I don't remember it that way. And, but, but in, but in, but in turn, he had also these matches and run-ins in ECW where he'd bring the basket full of goodies and tee off on people and staple people in their forehead and hit people with guitars. You didn't see, you didn't really see that in Smoky Mountain. I'm not saying it didn't happen at all, but you go back and watch Smoky Mountain from when they come in in July of 94, even through the time they leave. I mean, I, I know they had one thing where they had the, the ghetto street fight with the rock and roll in the, I think it, it may have been Christmas chaos or even, or maybe in the spring of 95. I can't quite remember exactly, but like they had that like one ghetto street fight thing. But other than that, they were mainly having matches with them. So it was a different ball game. Again, the thing that well, separated they, them. They also fought the undertaker and the undertaker wasn't going to let them. Them. 
put a staple through his head either. Well, right. They brought the Undertaker in for to to work with them. So and, I mean, it, it was a different thing. ball. It was if a different ball game. If the Undertaker would have sniffed out that he was unsafe, do you think the Undertaker would have gotten a ring with him? No, I, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. And so, you know, you you've said this recently. You've done a lot of dumb shit in the wrestling ring, but we also are not. We aren't the audience for the death match kind of thing. I I don't want to go down the, the, the that path in this show, but maybe we'll talk about it more another show. The death math match thing, I, I it's just dumb. Hitting somebody with light tubes is dumb. I've done dumb stuff in my life. I've been hit with chairs. I've gone through barbed wire, but I've never messed with light tubes, and I refuse to. But my whole um, point is, my whole point is, to me, the shopping cart or trash can full of shit was death matchy. And it was cheap heat for the Philly crowd. Well, he, and that's what I'm saying. You didn't see that in Smoky Mountain Wrestling with him. He wasn't pushing no damn garbage, uh, a basket cart full of goodies to the ring week in and week out. They like had wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. And they cut promos. I mean, I've got a bunch of them right here that I'm looking at. They 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 had they cut promos and they had wrestling matches again. So after ECW. Well, first of all, he cut he damn near cut a, a miner's head off, which is a problem. He didn't know that, it was a miner either. Huh? The guy didn't say he was a miner. The guy played it like he wasn't. I understand, I, but I ain't saying Jack was right. Don't give me understand what I'm saying here, everybody. What and, I'm saying is look, y'all are going, Well, y'all came on here to talk about him. Why are y'all burying him? We're not burying him. The, the, we're we're uh, not everything is positive about anybody. And so there's sides to everybody. What he did that night was wrong. Um, and I think it probably hurt his chances of catching on with WWF more than anything else. That, no, that, that, that wasn't going to happen. Even if that night never happens, that, that, that had no bearing. Let me tell you something as somebody who's cut their head before that guy was wrong. He presented himself as of age and secondly you don't let anyone else cut you if you are afraid to do it you either shouldn't be in there or you just got to get the balls to do it yourself i'm sorry there's no event there's no way around that we see this differently was was he wrong to cut him yeah especially like that but he jack told him he was gonna cut him i mean i mean Again, I'm not saying it's right, but he told him that. I got I got to see I got to see it from Jack's side. Now, he didn't have to fillet him like a, you know, like he was filleting a, a freshly caught fish. I totally agree that was wrong, but he shouldn't have put himself in that situation. He being coolest. He put the he put himself in a situation that he shouldn't have been in, and then he he allowed another man to cut him, and you don't do that. You ain't got the balls to cut yourself. You shouldn't be in that situation. That's my that's my point. I don't disagree. I don't blame. I don't blame New Jack. I don't blame New Jack at all. Now, now is New Jack an asshole in other ways? Yeah, I mean, we've seen and heard stories. There's other ways that we that I'm like, this dude was just crazy. He was out of his mind. But that night, he was he was wrong. But he also wasn't wrong. If you catch my drift. Yes. (laughs) What about throwing? What about throwing Vic Grimes? Bro, that's some foul shit. 
I mean, so you and I had the legitimate discussion because I don't think like a wrestler. And so we were talking about even like the Undertaker and Mankind or, or Cactus. It's like, okay, we're up there. Okay, I, Jack, I like you. I can't throw you off this cage, man. And you're like, no, nah, no, nah, you're up there. You're doing it. Fuck it. Throwing it off, somebody off and trying to kill them is two different things. Well, you you gotta you gotta clarify what happened. The situation with with Vic Grimes was they were on the scaffold. They are up there. Jack's telling Vic, "It's time to go. We gotta go." And Vic's like, "It's too high, Jack. I don't want to go." And and Jack's like, "No, we." That would have been me too, by the way. I I don't blame Vic Grimes there. I'd been like, "Bruh, I can't see the ground from here. This is some <laughs> nah, bruh." So Jack goes and pulls Vic with him so that they both go. Vic lands on Jack's skull, cracks it. Jack is pissed off about that. And Vic Grimes, who I guess just didn't figure a receipt was coming, at some point ends up in a match above a ring on a scaffold and gets thrown off and is lucky he's alive. Do I think Jack was dirty for that? Yeah. You could have given him a receipt another way and I tried to kill him, but that's what made New Jack New Jack. Right. I, I, mean, I mean, you know, did it, it, it? I certainly think he was evil for that, but at the same time, that's what made him who he was and that's what made him the character he was. That, to me, like, I, I, I got a feeling I'm going to say something and, and a lot of people are going to disagree with me. The Vic Grimes thing, him throwing him off, was more egregious than the Eric Coolis thing. I agree. Because with Coolis, like, the the kid lied. Okay, that doesn't mean he deserves a death sentence. I agree. Not only that, not only did he lie, but he didn't want to cut himself, so he told Jack to cut him, from what I understood the story Here's the thing. Be. I ain't ever getting cut, my head cut off by a wrestler, because I'm never going to put myself in that. But when we go in the ring... You know, there's an implicit contract that says I'm handing you my my body, you know, and we're not going to be reckless with one another. And that was reckless. The the coolest thing? No. The oh, the crime. Grimes thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I mean, you know, I just think he could have gave him a receipt without trying to kill him. That that's the point. That's that's the the big point there. He could have gave him a receipt without trying to murder him. Was was what? But I'm there's saying. a. But there's a reason why people were scared of this motherfucker. Oh hell yeah! I mean, I I, I wouldn't want to be in a ring with him just based on all the stories you heard. Hell no. But the positives of New Jack, a force of nature in Smoky Mountain wrestling. His promos, 100%. his promos were tremendous. Doc, would you like to hear the very first one right now? I it, it It's a stone-cold fucking classic, so of course I do. All right, let's go to New Jack's first promo in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Here it is. We get our first opportunity to talk to them. The new tag team on the block of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Impressive they are, the gangsters. New Jack. Let me tell you something. 30 years ago, we would have been strung up in somebody's tree getting hung for beating two white boys the way we just did. But now, you might want to come out here and put some belts on us, but the only belts we're going to be wearing around here is the tag team belt. Let me tell you something. I don't like being up here. I was getting out of my car. I slipped and fell. It's a tobacco spit. And you know what I'm saying? Nothing but rednecks up here. Nothing but geeks up here. Nothing but coal miners up here. Chicken farmers, clansmen. I don't like 
nobody but my partner. You understand? I don't care who you line up in front of me. I'm going to show you how bad New Jack and Mustafa is. You want to talk about violence? Violence to you might be putting somebody in the figure four. Violence to me is taking a can of gas and pouring it on you and setting you on fire. Like me or not, I didn't come up here to be liked. I came up here to get paid. And whoever you put in front of me, I'm going to drop you, you down. Care. i like to send a you special shout out to my homeboy, OJ Simpson. Keep up the good work, baby. Two less we got to worry about. You understand? Keep up the good work. Louis Farrakhan will be the next president. Yeah. Snoop Dogg, we know you're innocent. You called me last night. You understand? Get ready, Smoking Mountain, because we're going to set this place on fire. All right, fans, there they are. The team to be heard from It's Smoky Mountain Wrestling. New Jack, Mustafa Saeed, the gangsters. We'll be back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bob Cottle. The gangsters. You poor Bob is right. Um, he thanked OJ for killing two white people. Um, I'll never forget the first time I saw that. Because, yeah. you know, I was doing the Smoky Mountain Run by myself and telling you come on dude we got to do we got to do this and i was one of those nights where you get caught and you're like okay i gotta watch the you know it's episodic tv i can't go to bed now i gotta stay up and watch the next one i gotta watch the next one and i watched that late one night and i could not wait to get to work the next day brother you won't believe what i saw last (laughs) night i was like you think new jack is bad in ecw (laughs) it ain't nothing like smoky mountain it's for real He's gonna die. I mean, he came out. He came out there and basically shot on everybody in that crowd, being coal miners and idiots and rednecks. It, it, it was something. It was something. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I never forget when we got to that promo during our show, and we had, you know, because I mean that's ninety four, so. We're over two years into the Smoky Mountain run because we started in February of 92. So that's July. So we're almost, well, well, we're two and a half years basically at that point of going. Mm-hmm. And from the beginning, I remember us talking and we were like, I remember you saying on one of the first few shows, you know, we're going to get there. We'll, we'll get there with the gangsters eventually. And, it, and to be honest, it felt like it was taking a while. And I remember when we got there, it was like, holy shit. Man, people were just You know you know how when you're sitting there outside and you know that either there's a big cold front coming or a big storm front moving through, and there's that first push of air and you're like, Oh shit, here we go. That's what that promo felt like. Agreed. Agreed. Like everything for the next little bit of time here, nothing's gonna be like it just was a few seconds ago. Speaking of that, I've got another promo, and this is the one where... Hey, and also, is it weird that Snoop Dogg was about to go to fucking jail, and now he's everybody's best friend? Well, you know, that's the American way. I mean, I love I love Snoop, but I mean, <laughs> he, he wasn't everybody's little buddy back in 1994. No, that's the American way, though. I mean, you know, same thing on like, you know... I remember when my Ray bad, Lewis my... was on trial, and 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 then all of a sudden he's out, and he was on ESPN, and 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 he was a saint, you know, talking about certain things, and people were praising him. I'm like, dude, y'all are ready to just crucify this man show. not that long ago. 
we watched that show uh, go big with Cody Rhodes. And Snoop Dogg was a judge on it. My five-year-old daughter is like, I love Snoop Dogg. And I was like, uh, that's great. He's funny. But, <laughs> you know, it's just like, man, that guy, he, he's got some staying power, too. Yeah. Well, speaking of good promos, I want to play this one, too. And you'll know which one it is as soon as you hear it. Now, I've clipped it because it was a lot longer than this. But this is Cornette making his offer, the end of him making his offer, and New Jack's response. A golden opportunity has taken place, and I'm going to make you an offer today unprecedented. I've managed two tag teams in the last 10 years, the Midnight Express and the Heavenly Bodies, and both of them have been the greatest tag team in the business at their time. Both of them the World Tag Team Champions, Smoky Mountain Champions, the list goes on and on. I am here prepared to make you an offer, order before midnight tonight, of a lifetime. I am prepared to sign the gangsters to an exclusive contract for me to manage you and take you straight to the top. I'll get those contracts signed the right way. I'll do the right kind of negotiations and I'll teach you those little subtleties about being sneaky and devious that you haven't so far picked up on. In other words, what I'm saying to you is my guidance and my guiding hand together with your natural ability will be unstoppable. All you got to do is sign on a dotted line and I'm going to shake your hand and I'm going to say it's been a pleasure doing business with you. Cornette, for 400 years, white folks got ships, went to Africa, stole my ancestors, brought them back here chained in the bowels of a slave ship for 400 years. Now this is 1994, not 1794. I don't need no white boy like you or these rednecks out here coming to me telling me what you can do for me. I got a college education and a criminal record, so I know how to make decisions. So let me tell you something. The gangsters are black owned and black operated. And I don't need no white boy telling me Jack, punk. I don't think they're going to do the deal with you. They're going to be sorry about this because an opportunity like this don't come along every day. And I am not like these rednecks and I've never been like these rednecks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, apparently Mr. Cornette's business proposition has gone awry. No deal with the gangsters and we'll be back. Don't you go away. A lot more still to come. All right, so that was another one where I think you came to work the next day and were like, bruh, you should have heard what Jim Cornette and you should have heard New Jack's response to him when he made an offer. You know, the the thing there, other than the content that makes that promo so good is that Corny's doing his fast-talking offer and most young people in the business would have rushed the response on the promo and new Jack gave it that pregnant pause. He said, Cornette for 400, you know, that, that, that the timing was impeccable at the beginning of that promo. He got, you know, he got going and lifted his voice up. But to me, man, for a guy that hadn't been on TV much, that's a really seasoned response he he just gave. Yeah, he was really good. He was really good there. College education and a criminal record. I know how to make decisions. That's an all-timer right there. It really was. It was an all-timer. 
I mean, now, it's a soundbite. And you know what? What he just said in that promo is as real as what we fall all over ourselves, and rightfully so, when we hear Arn Anderson deliver a promo. Yeah, it's the delivery, and it it's... Whether it's real or not, it sounds real. It sounds like he's being truthful. And that's most of it. If you can do that, and you can, that's the other thing. He can connect with an audience. And I get it, you know, it was too much heat, but God, those promos were so good. They and were that's so what good. I'm, and that's what I still think is he didn't need a staple gun or 15 feet in the air to connect with audiences. I think he was better than that. So he's he did a bunch of them, but and we've all got our favorites. That's one of my favorites. It for also, sure. it is a career long, career spanning, decade spanning thing for Jim Ross to give Jim Cornette shit during a promo. I don't think he's going to take your offer, Corny. <laughs> I don't think you liked it, pal. <laughs> all right. So, Doc, this one's a little longer, but this was this was the one where... Is this the one where he's in the ring with JR? Yes, this is the one, Night of Legends. This one's a little longer. Jeez. So, now, to, to refresh everybody's memory, as we are at P. New Jack here, Night of Legends 1994 was one of the big... Was actually, I think, the biggest attendance for a Smoky Mountain show. I think there was 5,000 people in a Knoxville Coliseum. And the gangsters uh, had made their debut on television... Uh, I believe the the week before Night of Legends took place. So when this airs, I think this was Jack's second promo that aired on television. And either second or third, I could be wrong. But there's 5,000 people in the ring. There's people with Confederate flags in the ring at the building. There's people with Confederate flags around the ring, waving them at Jack as he makes his way in. And it is a phenomenal scene. Now, I'm going to hit play, Doc. Did you want to say anything about it before I go to it? This, the longer it goes on, and you you can't see it, but I would assume most people here have seen it. You can feel the, the, the temperature in that building rising is the longer he keeps talking. And I don't feel, I didn't feel good about his chances to get out of there. I agree. He starts talking about the NAACP, and then he moves to the rock and roll, and that's when it starts getting even more real. Here it is. Let's go to New Jack and with JR in the ring in Knoxville. Again, 5,000 people in the building. And the reason that uh, we have asked you to join us at this time is that in recent weeks, Smoky Mountain Wrestling has received a great deal of complaints from the great television stations that air the broadcast from the wrestling fans, and even from the Knoxville chapter of the NAACP. I am here to advise you, as a representative of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, that from now on, all of your interviews will have a disclaimer. The television stations and Smoky Mountain Wrestling are not going to be responsible for what you're saying on your interviews, and if you go over the line, then you will be censored. I'm sure you have some statements regarding this situation. Let me tell you something. First of all, I'm gonna give you redneck hillbillies the privilege of seeing me here. You understand? 
Now it seems like every time you get one of us that want to be outspoken, you want to silence them. You silence Martin Luther King, you understand? You silence Mega Evans, and now you even try to silence Arsenio Hall. You took him off the air. Well, baby, I'm here, and I'm going to be here until I feel like I want to leave. And if you don't like me being here, train to be a professional wrestler, get in this ring, and I'll beat you like I own you. I don't care nothing about these hillbillies not liking me. I don't care nothing about these hillbillies putting a scissor on what I say and what I do. I've been scissored all my life. So what do you think I care about these fools up here going to try to do something to me? Let me tell you, and I tell Smoky Mountain, especially, I'm going to send a message out to the NAACP. A bunch of trained Negroes, as you call them, you understand? Y'all got them where you want them. You got these Negroes from the NAACP in a cave. You tell them to jump, they say, well, ha ha, Master Jones, when New Jack, you don't care how far to jump. Because I tell you to drop dead, you understand? I'm gonna do what I wanna do. NAACP, what they call them? National Association of Colored People. First of all, you, you get them, they say, don't call a black man colored. But then they gonna sell out to y'all. I'm not selling out to y'all. If you don't like me, the hell with all of you. Because if you wanna get something going with me, you ain't got to be trying to be a wrestler. Get your ass in here and I'll beat you like I own you. Now what you think about that? Well, I have one more question to ask you, and I'll do it with respect. Perhaps you'll ask. Doc, I pause it for a second because I feel like we need to address this is the first time he called out the NAACP. Uh, remember when we were reviewing this and he's calling them trained and, oh, uh -huh. boy. This is something. I mean, he, he's basically telling white folks and black folks, y'all can kiss my ass. Everybody can. Right. Nobody's safe. And JR's in the ring. You can't see it. He's shaking his head. He's like, oh, damn. Oh, damn. JR is, oh, damn. <laughs> this whole thing. Uh, your thoughts on, on that portion of the promo? I got something, but I'm going to save it till the end. Okay. You want me to keep going? Sure. All right. Let's listen to the rest of it where they turn their attention to the Rock and Roll Express. Answer me with respect. And these great fans here, what exactly is your objective here in Smoky Mountain Wrestling? Everywhere we have ever went, we didn't beat people until we got tired of beating them. Then one day somebody said, well, we know somebody you hadn't beat yet. I said, who? I said, it can't be nobody from South Central LA because we whooped all them in there. I said, who? They said, the Rock and Roll Express. brothers that have been in jail for murder. I have beat brothers that's done been in jail for molesting their own kids. I done beat brothers that's done been in jail for stealing cars. The only thing the Rock and Roll Express has done, which I'll give them credit where it's due, they done beat Doom, they beat the Steiners, they beat the Road Warriors, they done beat all the top dogs wrestling wrestling but never have they been in a fight you understand true enough 
They might beat us wrestling, but a fight. I'm talking about an eye gouging, hair pulling, teeth being knocked out fight with no rules. They hadn't been in that yet. And until them rednecks get in here with me, I don't consider them top dog because they got to survive this butt whooping that they gonna get from the gangsters. Like me or not, I don't care if you like me, cause I don't like none of y'all either. The ones of you that don't smell like tobacco spit, smell like cold. So hey, I'll say this from the bottom of my heart. Smoking Mountain fans, TV producers, the NAA, CP sellouts, kiss my black All right, Doc, your thoughts on New Jack uh, going nuclear? Well, here's the thing. It's not too much heat. You know why? Because in the old days, when the crowd was made up of men, somebody would have tried to get in that ring. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Why? Ron Wright got sliced all up in that territory. Yeah, but he didn't get sliced every night. I mean, that's just... No, but I mean that he's new and he invited him. He said, Come in here, don't even train to be a wrestler. Come in here and I'll whoop you like I own you. Yeah, I mean he was he was he was looking for it. He he showed no, no fear too. I I don't I don't know like that's the thing, Nate. The thing that, that's a that's the best part about that is boy, they came right they, they they came right out of the gates for the throat. Like they wanted like JR teed him up perfectly. Why are you here in Smoky Mountain Wrestling? Great question. Everywhere we go, we hear about the Rock and Roll Express. And it's hard to hear, but you can hear that the fans go, ooh, like you, they, the octaves go up in the building. Mm-hmm. All right? And then he starts going off, and they want the Rock and Roll. And he says, you know, they done beat Doom, the Road Wars, the Midnight Express. Well, baby, y'all ain't never dealt with us. We ain't wrestlers. We fighters. That's the other thing that was a great line is y'all are great wrestlers, but that ain't going to do you a damn bit of good here. Right. He didn't. So there's that old thing we hear about. It's like, he's not saying that they're as good of wrestlers as the rock and roll. Cause that's dumb. Yeah. Why would you say saying you beat up people that went to jail for all kinds of heinous shit? Okay. Right. It, he just, it was just right on time. The way he called out the rock and roll while he, and that's the thing, he called him out, but he still and, put him over. It, he still put him over. And the other thing is, what did you say? Would you tell me when this was going on, you were hoping that they got a hold of their little pink necks and messed up Ricky and Robert? Actually, there's a promo that I clipped today on the on the uh, Twitter page, at BTT underscore podcast, where I can play it, where he called Ricky and Robert little Caucasian white devils. And he says, I, next time I get my hands around them little pink necks of yours, I'm going to choke the life out of you. You love talking about people's pink necks. That was hilarious when they did that. But you know, here's the thing. He's outrageous here. I mean, right? He, but you got to have nothing... a set of balls to say what he said in front of 8,000 people right there. 
I thought it was five, but whatever. I mean, now, that's what I meant. Five, five, five. My bad. But here's the thing. He hadn't pulled out a garbage can or anything else. And how much longer could his career have lasted? Because this is a, this is a non-traditional way to do a traditional wrestling angle. Not garbage matches. You're you're what you're saying. Let me help you. Is you're saying if he doesn't have the, all those hardcore matches, you know, does it extend his life? Right. Here's the thing: as much as we glorify New Jack in Smoky Mountain, and as much as we like it, and as much as all of our listeners like it, I hate to say this, but it's I ha- we have to admit it and be honest. He's not known for what he did in Smokey. He's known for the hardcore legend he became in ECW. So it's easy for us to say, well, if he just would have kept doing this type of thing in Smokey, he may have lived longer. So let we me, don't know let me, for I, a fact. And you're right. You're right. And I, under, I, I understand that. My point is this. Who were the big hardcore legends in ECW? Balls. A bunch of them. Balls. Yeah. Dead. Axel Rotten. Dead. So the and I think what the real question is is chicken or the egg. Well, you gotta you gotta be fair. If, here if too. that didn't if that didn't kill him, would guys like that find something that would kill him in a different way? Well, you're you're you're. I'm not saying you're doing this on purpose, but you're. You're conveniently looking at just the ECW guys who died early. Let's be real. There's a lot of guys who didn't do the ECW style who also died early that were in the wrestling. Name one. Okay. <laughs> you just now you're just I, being a curmudgeon. No, I know I know what you're saying. I'm just saying he put himself through a lot of shit he didn't have to do. Again. In my opinion. Again. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I don't think he becomes the legend that he is unless he does that stuff. Well, because, that's something we can't tell. Because, I mean, if he went to ECW and pissed, found a way to piss those people off. it was That wouldn't have worked in ECW. What he did in Smokey wouldn't have worked in ECW. It was Philly. It's not the, the mountains of the Smokies. It's a different, it's a different ball game altogether. You could, he couldn't have did this. He could not have done that same thing in ECW. It wouldn't have worked. My point is, we, you don't think that if if they put him with with uh, Missy and woman, and he was talking about each one of them on one of her his nuts, there wouldn't have been some problems. It's Philadelphia, Doc. What are you talking about? Are are a there going to of- be a couple of people in the crowd that are like outraged because of that? Sure. No, but- no, no, no. You're telling me in 1993, 1994, 1995. That that was a liberal audience in Philly. Don't you remember how Tony Soprano handled Noah? Bruh, I don't care. It's Philly. They were the smart fans. I I refuse. You wouldn't have had. No. It, that wouldn't have worked there. That would have been dumb if you asked me. I think Paul Heyman did the perfect thing with him. Now, it wasn't perfect for his life. But I mean... I'm going to say it again. We praise his run in Smokey. We love it. He was great on the mic. 
He had decent matches with the guys he worked with. Him and Mustafa were the perfect pair there. I don't give a damn if there are people in this world who think he killed that territory or it didn't work. That stuff worked for us. We were popping weekly on New Jack promos and Smokey. And you know what? ECW, all that hardcore stuff, it was fine. I loved it. I was a fan just like you. But if he doesn't do what he does in ECW, he doesn't become the quote-unquote legend that he becomes. Now, whether you think he's a legend or not is subjective. My point being, the people who look at him as a legend, they don't look at, as, look at him as a legend because of Smoky Mountain. They look at him as a legend because of ECW. Now, there are some of those same people who can appreciate what he did in ECW in Smoky Mountain. But the thing is, that stuff became more popular after the fact when people like me and you and Harper were reviewing Smokey. That stuff wasn't mainstream. I don't even say mainstream. It wasn't even like there were there were the, the tape traders who knew all about it and the people who in the Smokies that knew all about it. But until they started showing, until we started talking about it, Cornette started talking about it on his show, and then Vice, that's the thing, Vice does the does the special on him where all of a sudden now everybody's seen the, the two less to worry about promo. We were talking about that shit two years before that. Cornette was talking about it two, three years before that too. My point is, like, they came back after he became a legend from the ECW days, then they go back and go, well, look what he did in Smokey. Whereas we're like, hell, he was better in Smokey than he was in ECW. I rest my I case. Agree. No, no. I mean, my my favorite matches in ECW were like traditional wrestling matches that got out of hand rather than garbage matches or spot fests. And I mean, we, that's not hard to believe. And we, you and I have had the discussion before, like, you know, as we've watched some ECW now that we're older and we look at some of the corny, not as in corny as in Cor Carnet, but it's some corny, some of the corny storylines they did. <laughs> like, we're like, man, they did some corny stuff. But when we were younger, it, it didn't really matter. We didn't look at it like that. So. But uh, Jack was one of a but kind. Here, but here's the thing. What is being a hardcore legend got him? I mean, he was popular. Okay. Everybody's everybody knew who he was. He he was still getting bookings. Okay. I mean, if you're gonna make that statement, you can make that statement about a lot of the quote unquote ECW legends. What does it got him? I mean, here's the thing. In every wrestling promotion during that time, unless you were working for WWE or F or WCW, you were underpaid for what you were doing. I mean, even in Smoky Mountain, wrestlers were underpaid, but Corny was paying him what he could pay him. He didn't have a big payroll. But when you say, what's it got him? It got him fame. Now, if you like fame, that's a good trade-off. If you didn't like fame, it's not a good trade-off. It's all subjective. So is he a Hall of Famer? <laughs> I'm kidding. Depends, depends what you think a Hall of Famer is. I mean... I'm in the WWF, and that's yeah, obviously right. not going to happen. One more promo before we get out of here, Doc. This okay. is this is Corny's a baby face. New Jack's getting pissed off because all of a sudden, in his eyes, you know, Cornette and Bullet Bob been at each other's throats. But all of a sudden the black guys are in town, and this is this is into ninety five at this point. This is six months after they got there. All of a sudden the black guys are in town, and now all of a sudden, 
the two old white guys are chummy chum, buddy buddy. Listen to hey, man. our <laughs> the enemy of my enemy. We might be enemies until right the neighborhood starts turning dark, and then it's like <laughs> now we got real problems. Let's go now to Bullet Bob and New Jack's bar in here. Ladies and gentlemen, there you see uh, what happened here last week. And uh, now, what is the purpose of your uh, confrontation this week? I got one question. It really concerns me that why all of a sudden you and Cornette, who've been trying to kill each other since they first opened the doors and smoke him out, why all of a sudden you trying to do him favors? You understand? Because, see, this ain't going right. First, it was Cornette and Robert and Ricky, you know what I mean? And now all of a sudden you and Cornette out here patting each other on the back and doing each other favors. So you tell me what's up, partner, because I need to know. I ain't never looked like Jim Cornette. There ain't no secret about it. But there ain't a prejudicial bone in my body either. Oh, you just as prejudiced as Cornette is, you understand? Every time, yeah, every time you get one of us that's doing something, y'all always try to outdo it, you understand? And no, no, every time white folks start doing Let me tell you something right now. Anybody talking about favors? You want to talk about favors? I've been doing you the favors. You fought on the walls, in the halls, under the ring, out of the ring, in the streets. I haven't found you yet, have I? I've been trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. I don't like you. I don't not like you because you're black. The reason I don't like you is because you're a perfect <laughs> Ain't nobody getting prejudicial treatment around here in Smoky Mountain as long as I'm commissioner. You got that? Let me tell you something. I'm going to show you how bad I can be. Whichever son it is you got. Whether it's sleepy, dopey, grumpy, goofy, Steve, Brad, Brian, I don't care which one. You put him in there, and I'll show you how bad I can be. You understand? I'll show you You know, I was an Armstrong long before I was commissioned. We had an old family saying. We keep it short and three, sweet. It's just, uh, I've got three words, Jim, like, kiss my garrets. What? All right, well, it's going to be a... Business, pal. New Jack and Steve Armstrong, they're next. Don't you go away. This is going to be something. We'll be right back. Okay, so I didn't bleep that out. That's on the original footage when Bob calls him. He says, I don't, I don't, I don't like you. It has nothing to do with you being black. I don't like you because you're an asshole. Uh, and then I love JR at the end. This ain't got nothing to do with me, pal. <laughs> Doc, any thoughts on that one? Well, I thought about giving you the harbor. No, no, <laughs> nah, 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 no. bro. No, no, what? That's what he sometimes harbor just goes. No, yeah. When you ask him if he has anything, I mean, the other thing about that is, let's not forget, New Jack has got there going toe to toe with Jim Cornette, Bob Armstrong, and hanging with Jr. Name somebody else that are. Do you eat the net cord fallout, pal? Because you just died. Are you there? Yeah, you just died for a second. You said, last thing we heard was, name somebody else. Name somebody else who could do go against Cornette and, and Armstrong and with JR with that skill at that point in their career. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing we need to remember. Like, I know the old staying from Corny was go out there and make white people mad, but the trip part about it is, like, it wasn't just that. It was the fact that he 
he was a young person in the business, but yet he all the only direction he got was go out there and make white people mad. And he's out there hanging with the Jim Rosses, the Bullet Bobs, the Cornets every week, having no trouble. Ricky Morton. I mean, at that, too, like, you know, that's the thing. He was cutting promos against the rock and roll, which was Ricky Morton. And dude, Morton, Morton's I'm not saying Ricky wasn't isn't a bad promo or anything, but man. New Jack was just slicing and dicing them with his promos during that and feud. That's the thing is you're walking in dealing with the greats in a, on a, in a road game every time and holding your own, actually doing too well. You know how in football and basketball, when you went on the road, you silenced the crowd. Yep. Bro, he, they did that every week. What was the one where they had the watermelon? Uh, I did clip that one. Oh, Lord. I think that one was better visual than it was audio, but just, we used to talk about it on the show, just the re- response that probably happened in people's shacks when they watched this shit. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty vicious that one with the watermelon. It was something else. I think it's this one. Yeah, he's no, it's not that one. Um, but there was one. The one of the worst ones was. I actually think it's. It might have been this one that, I'm, that I have on my screen right now. At the end of it, he twice he says, "We the wrong ends to mess with, the wrong ends," and Bob Cottle, who always was just like appalled when he's interviewing them was really just like are you serious Cornette right now we've always said that we thought that having to deal with the gangsters is what Bob Cottle made Bob go up to Corny and say man these mountain drives are really starting to get to me (laughs) Jimmy I don't know how much longer I could do this (laughs) but I think I think the one you're looking at right here from September 24 94 that was one of the ones that did it he was just like Man, coddle the whole time in this interview. He's looking at Mustafa. He's he just looks uncomfortable. <laughs> he's got a black like, man with a noose <laughs> swinging it in front of him. He's trying to keep things in order. And in Bob Coddle, he got dude. Bob Coddle has interviewed every legend known to man up until this point. He's been in front of Flair, you know, Dusty. This man has been he's been there and done it, and he's got to be thinking. Jesus Christ, Cornette, what are you trying to do here? <laughs> yeah, and, and well, and I'm not saying anything about Caudill. It's just this was a also a generational change. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, WCW had Doom come out with Woman. I mean, if you're racist, you didn't like that. I'm saying, but what these two guys are doing are saying, we've, we're tired of sitting here and being quiet about it. If you don't like it, fuck you or do something about it. That's exactly what they did and said. And that's the part that's just amazing. And that's, I mean, for everything that Smokey did that was backwards, then I say that in a great way. 
this was leaning fucking forward in a huge way. I still think it wasn't too much heat. I get, well, I want to say that. I there's understand. No such thing as too, there's no such thing as too much heat. Well, when the promoter tells you they got too much heat, you got to take his word for it. I do, but from an artistic standpoint, there's no right. such thing. Right. That's the point I was trying to make. You, you said it. I understand the promoter saying they got too much heat, but from a standpoint of us watching this and reviewing this promotion. No such thing exists. There like, was no such worse. thing. Let's make let's, it worse. I don't care. All I'm saying is let's let's continue to ratchet the heat. Now, the one thing you've said it that would have made it worse as far Sonny. as heat. Yeah, if if he'd have been, up have been there with Sonny. Somebody would have got hurt. Dude, I've Tracy Smothers, Bobby Blaze, Cornette. Well, Cornette hasn't I haven't heard Cornette say this. I've heard Bobby Tracy say this. They both said I am simply amazed that they made it out of that territory alive. Right. They were amazed that they made it out alive. And I agree. Like, when you watch the reaction, remember old boy with the Confederate flag shirt? Get them damn gangsters out of my ring. Get them out of here. Remember that dude in the crowd? We made fun of him. He ain't alone, Doc. No. Oh, no. There was thousands of him at these shows. That's what I'm saying. It was a road game every night. I'm just and, amazed. So, but, okay, so here's here's the legit question. How do you realistically dial back the heat so that it's okay? Because I think then you lose something. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know, Doc. I don't know how you dial it back. I don't know how you tell them, look, go out there and be heels, but dial it back. Like, I think this is who New Jack this was the perfect character for him. It just got too much heat in the area. I don't know how you dial it back. Do you dial it back and just say, look, don't attack the fans with your verbiage and only go after Ricky and Robert when they first come in? Like, maybe that's what you tell them. But even then, I don't know. I still think people are going to say, oh, it's too much heat. You know what I mean? But you know, well, and it it comes back to the racism because... Corny went out there and basically called somebody a retard. And then the cameraman shot somebody who was special. And that's okay. Yeah. That's the thing. We talked about this at this point in the shows. I remember us having this discussion. I don't think there's anything you can do because you can't overcome that racism. Well, we we had a long talk about that at one point in one of the shows. I don't remember which episode it was because we did 200 of them on this promotion. But the point you made was you were like, okay, so corny, and I don't like this word, but corny called somebody. I mean, he literally said that. Yeah, um, look, hey, I didn't say it. I mean, that's what was said pretty much. Right. And we've all, we all have all said it. Corny, corny says the R word. We're at a a place in 2021 where that's not acceptable to say. So, okay, we're we're not going to say that except for Harper. We're not going to say it. Corny calls him the R word. He calls him genetic defects. I think about all the things that the heavenly bodies call these people. Um, inbreds, you know. Um, I mean, Corny accused people of having sex with dogs, if you remember, on one of those promos. He, he <laughs> and, was and, like. And that's, you know, just if you're writing it all down, that's as bad as anything New Jack said. Well, that's the point. Like, my point is. 
they they said some vile things about people and accused the women in the Smokies of sexually harassing Stan and Dr. Tom got get your filthy, you know, fat, greasy paws off of me. I mean, they called him the R word. These people are word. They called him genetic defects. Then they shoot a guy in a crowd who's who's got Down syndrome. They did some vile stuff. But at the end of the day, the thing that broke the straw that broke the camel's back and was too much heat was they brought the black guys in and it, it was a racist angle like that. That right there just goes to show you, damn, after all that, this is the button that pushed you over the edge. And I got to say this. We got a lot of people in the Smokies who listen to our show that we did and they didn't have a problem with it. But there's a certain segment of the crowd that was like, according to Jim Cornette, we got to take him for his word. He's the promoter that said we ain't showing up like. So that's the thing that threw you over the edge. The black guys on TV telling you they ain't going to take no shit. Damn. Especially when that's the whole goal. My, my, see, my thing is we were headed down with wrestling a long time before we think we were. If we can't handle heat and we can't handle two brothers on TV talking shit to us to get us all lathered up to come to the arena or the gym... Then we can't have wrestling. Well, I, I say so, that. So if you're going to take your, if you're going to take your sad little ball and go to your sad little shack and cry, then yeah, we can't have wrestling. And we'll roll out Wolfman and the midget at the end, <laughs> and everything's going to die. I'm just amazed that I heard somebody say they killed the territory when we all know who came in. You and need to text me who that was so that I know. Cause I'm I'll tell you, I, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you off here. But, but sure. I, I mean, I love that vignette when they went to South central, they did quote unquote South central. They did some really innovative things with the gangsters for a promotion that was seen as behind the times backwards, a throwback, the good old days, whatever. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. We we can't be hypocritical here. We got to call it like it is. Corny starts off this promotion wrestling the way it used to be and wrestling the way you like it. And there were a lot of rules in play that guys would be fine for. And I got to we, we got to admit when the gangsters come in, they broke all those walls down as far as wrestling the way it used to be and the way we like it. Yeah, I mean, I don't say all of them, but they they certainly broke a bunch of brunts of the walls, but. I mean, that's what made it great, and I don't care. I will stand by it as long as I live. New Jack and Mustafa and the Gangsters, New Jack specifically in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, is a treasure. You you use the words when we first talked to Cornette about him. He is a force of nature. He's yep. focused. And I think force of nature is a, is a great way to explain him because you can feel the intensity in the heat from it when New Jack comes on the scene it's the classic saying about wrestlers that other shit may be fake but that but i'm real you want to tell me what we just heard tonight and what we've heard in the past and that wasn't real it's real it's damn real andy used to lick terry runnell's butthole oh come on you, you had to say it with that you had to you had to go there didn't you well, I mean, we've been pretty serious for a while. I felt like I needed to throw in some circle, circle, dot, dot. Well, Doc. The people like yeah. it. 
You got anything else before we uh, wrap up and go home? The other thing here that I've heard is, and this is a good, this is what always perplexes me about the the smoky run and it's too much heat, is Ricky Morton sitting backstage going, we're going to make some money. That, I'm glad you said that before we get out of here. Because Tracy Smothers, who was there the night they debuted, the day they debuted on TV, when Jack is cutting his first promo, according to Tracy, Morton and Gibson are watching the monitor as Jack cuts the promo. And he hears Jack cut the promo, too less to worry about, you know, the very first promo on Smokey TV that they did. And he looks at Cornette and says, Jimmy, we're going to draw some money with this. Now, you're going to tell me. Now, again, this came from Tracy's mothers. You're going to tell me. Ricky Morton, who's been around the world at that point, by 1994, five or six-time NWA World Tag Team Champion, if my memory's correct, you're going to tell me he doesn't know what he's talking about? He made that statement to Cornette at that moment when he hears Jack say too less to worry about. I'm sorry. It was good enough for Ricky Morton. Mm. Now, now a lot of people, I know a lot of people Ricky Morton fans, including us, but it was good enough for Morton. And Morton didn't have a problem with it at that time. So what does that tell you is my point. We're going to go out here and suck all these nice people out of all their cash. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was thinking, he was thinking not only are we going to draw gates, but then I can sell merch and then I can bang rats. (laughs) Yeah. Morton thought it was fine. Morton was looking forward to it. So there's that. Uh, You know, I know a lot of people wanted to hear New Jack on the show, and I and I and we tried to get New Jack, and he I did? know New Jack. Yeah, New Jack's done a couple. You know, he did Dark Side of the Ring, and I know he's done a couple of shoot interviews and whatnot. Not a ton, but he's done some stuff. Um, New Jack, he just he didn't want to do he didn't want to do the pod. So I just wanted to point that out about Jack. It's a shame. I'd love to talk to him on the show. Everything that guy put himself through, and then I think about everybody else who does that shit. There's a there's a receipt coming due on all that hardcore shit. There's a receipt in general, just from what wrestlers put their bodies through. How are you feeling it's not, today? It's not, it's not just the hardcore stuff. How's your pain scale? You know, <laughs> Stone Cold used to ask everybody, "How's your pain on a level of one to 10 <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. You're good. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm See, the Iranian cardiologist has you all straight. <laughs> I hope so. I'm getting ready to send you a meme that a friend of mine just sent me. Oh all my right. God. This is this is so foul. Um. Yeah, I'm good. No, you know the wrestlers live a hard lifestyle in general, and it's a shame, man. You know, 58, Doc. That's not. That's 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 the worst part of all of this. It's not. The, he's not that. He wasn't oh, that I've old. Seen, man, that's an old one. Okay. Uh, he wasn't that old, man. He really, you know. No. That's only 11 years older than me. Yeah. It's a shame, man. Gone, too, gone way too soon, man. Way too soon. Any other thoughts before we get out of here, Doc? He, They certainly came along at a time when Smokey needed that lift, and they were that. And, I mean, they carried a lot of the – they carried a lot of that water – I mean, it was like every week it was like, all right, what did New Jack say today? Let's talk about it. 
which and is why I don't know. How much government cheese did he get? And how many disability checks did he he generate? You know. That's why I don't understand, you know, when somebody can say they killed it because it was July through, I think, May of the next year. They were one of the, the strongest things going. They didn't time kill period. It. The people that lived there killed it themselves. We were fans of New Jack for sure and Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And um, I think that's where we probably need to. Let me say one more thing. New Jack, thanks for the memories. Especially the Smoky Mountain memories. You were a force of nature. In the, in the words of Doc Turner, you were a force of nature. Those promos will live on forever. We enjoyed them. You got lots of government cheese from us. You got lots of, uh, what was the other award we gave out? What The uh, the other award we gave out, the, the disability checks. All of them went to New Jack during that time frame in 94, 95. Great, great stuff. Thanks for the memories, New Jack.